right, let's all get a hymnal, if you would, please. Turn to hymn number 353. 353. And let's all stand, if you would, please. And let's sing, Saved, Saved. Hymn number three. Now, if you're saved, sing it like you're saved. Amen? Now, if you're saved, you got to sing it like you're saved. Amen? All right, that's a lot better. All right, let's do it. Let's just sing all three verses, okay? I found a friend who is all to me. Sing out now. Here we go. I found a friend who is all to me. His love is Brother Shelton's nicer than I am. Uh, he'll let you sit down. But you're doing such a good job. I hate to have you sit. So turn to him number 648. When you're saved, then you can sing this song. Amen. Hymn number 648. Let's sing all three verses. Now I belong to Jesus. Sing it with me. Jesus, my Lord, will love me forever. From him no power of evil can sever. He gave his life to ransom my soul. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time but for eternity. Once I was lost in sin's degradation, Jesus came down to bring me salvation, lifted me up from sorrow and shame. Now I belong to Him. Now I belong Amen. Right? 
man, now watch this. It's telling the story. Once I was lost in sin's degradation, tells how Jesus came down and brought me salvation. But now that he has saved us, we can sing that third verse and sing it a whole lot different. Amen. So let's do that third verse. Here we go. A joy floods my soul for Jesus has saved me, freed me from sin that long had enslaved me. Sing it now. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not time alone, but for eternity. And all God's people can say, yeah. Amen. You may be seated. That's good singing, Amen. I mean, you guys did all right. <clears throat> Please pray for Brother uh, Shelton uh, and Miss Jackson. She is uh, back in the hospital. They just got her home, and she started having some of the same sim symptoms that she had the other day, so they had to take her back. So please uh, keep uh, them in your prayers. Also, remember to pray for Brother uh, Gary Lund. They did a, a, a biopsy on him the other day. And the doctor that did it did it wrong, so now they want to do another one. And if you've ever had, had a biopsy, those things are not nice. So uh, pray for him and uh, that uh, all of that goes well. And uh, he just, uh, I mean, they're just having a, a difficult time right now, so keep them in your prayer. Also, a special prayer for uh, Miss Erica uh, Sanchez. Please uh, pray for her. There's some, she just needs a special prayer tonight as well, some things that... Uh, she needs the Lord's uh, uh, direction on, so pray for uh, her, and uh, also she's got an opportunity for a new job, so uh, keep her in your prayer as well. We also need a special prayer, and I want you, this is an important one, we need you to pray for Brother Wu Jin and uh, his, and our Korean ministry. We just, we got bumped into some things about his uh, visa and his immigration status that we're trying to take care of and it's just a bump in the road but we need God's help amen, amen. I mean we this is and I was telling these young men this afternoon uh, this is not one of them let now I lay me down to sleep kind of things yeah, right. this is one of those things where I've asked I asked those young men today I said uh, uh, when's the last time you fasted and prayed and I said this is one of them times so uh, let me encourage you, and I'm not telling you to do that, but if the Lord leads you to, it'd be okay. Uh, but we just need some special help from the Lord uh, with this. And, uh, you know, there's just got some things that need to line up, but God can line them all up. And uh, God can line them all up. Amen. Amen. And so uh, please keep him uh, in your prayer and uh, along with his uh, the uh, Korean ministry, all right? Uh, let me ask this, is there anything in the uh, bulletin, I mean in the uh, prayer sheet, if you'll look at those, uh, as I went over those, is there anything on there that needs to be corrected? Uh, if there is, please let me know. If there's any additions, please again fill out those prayer sheet cards so that we can uh, put these on there. Uh, we've got some folks that are traveling this week, so uh, the Gibsons, pray for them. Pray for Brother Kevin. Uh, and Brother Sungyu, and uh, as as they go back to school, and uh, so please keep them, uh, keep these young. By the way, men, nineteen, amen. We're getting back, and uh, man, I appreciate that. And uh, it's been, it, we just had a really good time. So uh, uh, mark uh, mark all the things down that are that's on there. Pray that uh, all these things work out. But pray for our day Sunday that the Lord help us have another good day. God was good. Pray for the Miller family. Uh, man, they are excited. They are thankful. They sent a letter. Uh, we'll print it out and put it on the bulletin board for you to read this week from them. They wanted you to know that they certainly appreciated everything that uh, Central Park did for them. And uh, just, a, just a great day. They said they needed a day like they had Sunday. Uh, they have had, they've been a few months without any churches picking them up for support. And uh, it's just been They've just been dealing with some things that you deal with as missionaries while you're out on the road. And uh, he said, 
Sunday was a great source of encouragement, and they appreciated you very much and the way the church received them and their family. So uh, you are as big a blessing to them as they were to us. And I think, man, and that's the way it ought to be. Amen. Amen. When we have guest speakers and, and families here, we need to make sure that we are as big, as big or if not bigger, blessing to them than they are to us. And that's uh, what Central Park did Sunday, and they, again, we're certainly appreciative uh, of that. So, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll pray for these that are on our list. And again, we'll remember to pray for our offering, that the Lord will continue to bless. And uh, take these home with you, and please make all these a matter of prayer. But please, again, remember to pray for special prayer uh, for Brother Choi and in the Korean ministry, all right? Dear Lord, we thank you, God, for... Uh, the day. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. We even thank you, Lord, for the uh, the brief rain that we had uh, this evening, Lord, and uh, God, that you sent showers of blessing, and I'm, I'm thankful for that, Lord, for the, the rain. But now we need showers of blessings, Lord, uh, here tonight uh, among our people and, and uh, God in this ministry. And Lord, uh, if there's one thing I know, that God, that we cannot do what you've called us to do without your help. And uh, Lord, this is a spiritual endeavor and we need the power of the Spirit of God to help us, Lord, to uh, do those things that you've called us to do. So I pray, God, that you'd help us to stay out of your way and help us, God, to die to self. And, Lord, that you might fill us, God, and, and use us for the cause of Christ in this place. And, Lord, as we come to you, we've mentioned some names, Lord, tonight, God, that we have special requests for. Uh, God, for Brother Gary and Miss Mary and, and his help, Lord, we lift him up tonight, God, and ask you to... Be with him. Lord, we also pray special prayer for Lonnie. Uh, Lord, we lift him up in prayer. Uh, God, we pray a special prayer for Mrs. Jackson, Lord, and, and the Sheltons, God, as they take care of her, Lord, and as well as Miss Adrian and Brother George. God, uh, give them wisdom and strength. And, and Lord, we pray that, God, that they'll find out what's wrong with Mrs. Jackson, Lord, so that they can uh, apply the needed medication to help her. Uh, so, Lord, just watch over her and take care of her tonight. Uh, God, we also pray, Lord, for our young men that are going back to school. God, we ask you, Lord, to uh, help them to, uh, Lord, as they go to school, to rightly divide your, your word of truth. And, uh, God, that they might become the, the kind of young preachers, God, that you've called them to be. Uh, so, God, I pray that you'd be with them. <clears throat> Lord, we also pray a special prayer tonight for Brother Wu Jin. Uh, Lord, in the, his immigration that we're working on, uh, God, help us, Lord, to get his visas taken care of. Lord, you know our need, and God, you know each step that needs to be taken. And, and Lord, I pray that, God, that you'd please work in the hearts of those, uh, God, that are in positions to help us with that. And, and uh, Lord, we will be able to do those things that can help, uh, Lord, Wu Jin to uh, remain here for a long time, God, with no problem. And and, uh, God, that he'll be able to minister to uh, Korean folks in this place. God, I believe that there's a special calling, uh, Lord, upon his life and upon Central Park to try to reach out into the Korean community in this area for the cause of Christ. And so, Lord, please help us, God. We need you. And, Lord, we don't want to make any uh, wrong steps or, or make any wrong decisions. So, Lord, we pray, God, for you, dear Holy Spirit, to fill us with your wisdom and give us direction in what you'd have us to do. Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness toward us. Thank you for our folks that are here tonight. God, we pray that you'll bless the uh, the, the message tonight. Help me, God. Uh, be fill, fill me with your spirit and help me to say those things that need to be said and leave off those things that need not be said as we continue our study in the book of Daniel. Thanking you, God, for all things. Bless this offering. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you, God, for our people and their willingness to Give from the depths of their hearts, Lord, both in the general fund and also to foreign missions. Thank you, God, for the Miller family that was here Sunday. Bless them, Lord. And, God, we thank you for all the things that you're going to do. And may we be a vessel worthy of your use. And may other people see Christ in us. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for it all because it's in Jesus' name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. You have an offering. You please come. <laughs>
Amen. We're going to sing the song that they sang at our wedding, number 572. Number 572, let's all stand. This is the song we sang at my wedding. The fight is on. <laughs> Amen. Let's all stand, number 572. Cry to arms is heard afar and near. The Lord of hosts is marching on to victory. The triumph of the Christ will soon appear. The fight is on, oh Christian soldier. Be in stern array. With armor gleaming and color streaming, the right and wrong in Chapter 4. That sounds a little loud for me, Brother Tracy. Daniel chapter 4. Oh, that's thunder, man. Praise the Lord. I hope it rains all night. All day tomorrow. All day Friday. And all day Saturday and stops just in time the sun comes out for Sunday. Amen. <laughs> uh, Daniel chapter 4, we'll start reading verse 16. Found your place, say amen. amen. All right, it says, and, and I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Oh, I'm in the wrong one. That's chapter 4. That's chapter 5. I thought that sounded funny. Let me find, let me turn my page back over. Okay. All right, let's, let's start back up here in... in um, Let's see, where do I want to start? Uh, let's, well, let's go ahead and start verse 16. We'll go back, all right? It says, Let his heart be changed from man's, talking about Nebuchadnezzar, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and, and the demand of the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to, to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. This dream I, uh, I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now thou, O Belteshazzar, or Daniel, uh, declare um, the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation. But thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. Then Daniel whose name was Belteshazzar, was uh, astonished for one hour, and his thoughts troubled him. The king spake and said, Belteshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation thereof trouble thee. Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord, the dream 
uh, be to them that hate thee, and the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. The tree that thou sawest, which grew and was strong, whose height reached unto the heaven, and the sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and upon whose branches the fowls of the heaven had their habitation. It is thou, O king, thou that art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown, and reaches unto heaven, and thy dominion to the end of the earth. And whereas the king saw a watcher and an holy one come down from heaven, and saying, Hew the tree down, and destroy it, yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which is come upon my Lord the king. They, uh, that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee, after that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. Father, I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, and, and help me, uh, God, again to rightly divide your word of truth. And, Lord, I, I say that not uh, just to say it, but I pray, God, that you'd help me to, uh, Lord, to give back. And as we study the word, just like it's given, Lord, to stay in the context and and God, help us to glean from it those things that will help us and strengthen us, Lord, and also challenge us in our everyday Christian lives. And Lord, so we ask you to, Lord, please, uh, God, bless the reading of your word, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> if you look back in verse 13 and verse 17, it's, it reads and talks about watchers, uh, or the watcher in verse 13, watchers in verse 17. And it says, this matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand of the word of the holy ones. Now, uh, reading this, we notice, we see that one of the watchers made this proclamation. Uh, but we notice that there's more than one. But, uh, and so we see that this watcher is a representative of a larger group. And, and, and sometimes if we're not careful... Uh, when we read stuff like this, we want to get really, um, I don't know, theological, I guess you will. We want to really think we're really uh, getting down into the deep things of the Word of God. But folks, listen, these, are, these, this, these watchers are composed of heavenly beings and they're, they're angels. And if we're not careful, we give a lot of um, obeisance, if you will. We give a lot of... Uh, uh, a, a lot of things to angels, and angels are just uh, uh, God's representatives. They're just doing God's will and, and God's way, the way God wants them to do. And so we've got to be careful. Listen, we don't pray to angels. Uh, we, we go straight to the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, we don't pray to the saints. I mean, praying to a saint be like me praying through Brother Marco. Same difference. Listen, the, the same kind of blood flows through him that flows through all the other people that, 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 they've, that the, the Catholic folks pray through. That it's not, they're not going to help us a bit. We go straight to the Father. There's one mediator between God and man, the Bible says. It's the man, Christ Jesus. And he's the one we pray to. And, and the Bible says we can come boldly to the throne of grace. And so, uh, we, and so these watchers, they're angels and and the language here tells us that they, they had a conference of sorts. And, 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 but they're under the authority of God, and, and they make a demand or a decision as to what they will decree, again, under the authority of God. And if you look in verse 17, it gives us the why. It tells us why they did this. It says, To the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. Listen, there's a lot of people that ought to know that today. There's a lot of people that, that uh, try to, that they think they're in control, but I'm telling you, listen, it says 
the, these watchers are making this decree to the intent that the living, that's you and me, may know that the Most High, that's God, that He ruleth in the kingdom of men. So God's in control of this. It may look dismal, and it does, and the things that we're seeing we may not like, and, and we don't, but listen, God's in control. And we're seeing this is a good example of this right here. But notice in verse 18, we find a, the desire about the dream. And, and we see that after Nebuchadnezzar finishes telling the dream to Daniel, that he expresses his desire uh, about the dream. And, and Nebuchadnezzar, he goes to Daniel, and he knows that Daniel can interpret the dream, and he knows why. And if you notice where he says, he says in verse 8, that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. And we talked about that and we, we established this, that, that uh, that's a, a pagan king's way of saying or given given uh, uh, foundation and, and credence to a holy God without really, you know, it, it, he's thinking he's saving face by saying it that way. But listen, we know that that Daniel could not interpret this dream any other way than God allowed him to do that. Uh, that God gives him the ability. Daniel's skills come from God, and it's the same for you and me. Uh, we need to understand that our skill set that uh, that comes from God, and we ought not ever think that what we do, we we live in a society that thinks, man, I man, I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps, and and I got out there and I earned what I've made by the sweat of my brow and by the strength of my hand. Listen. Whoever says that and thinks that better be careful because they didn't do it in their own. God has given them ability to do that. And we're going to see that because, in a sense, that's exactly what Nebuchadnezzar's doing. And so we, but we know that Daniel, that God gave him the ability to do this, that God enabled him. And, and by the way, if God calls us to do something here at Central Park, then God's going to enable you or he has already enabled you to do that. Just like going out knocking on somebody's door for somebody to say, man, preacher, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. God's already enabled you to do that. If you're a saved, born-again child of God, God's enabled you uh, to do that. Now, it may be hard. You may have to get out of your comfort zone, but I'm telling you, you can do it. I've been with people before that said that, man, preacher, I cannot knock on somebody's door. And, man, I just it scares me to death. And, and I've went with them. I've knocked on the door. And then when they when the people come to their door, I never said a word. Why? Because the guy behind me starts doing all the talking, and I'm thinking, where does this guy come from? Listen, you're the same way. And so God enables us when he calls us. But notice what he says about his wise men in verse 18. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, let me turn back over here. It says that, he says that this dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now thou, O Belteshazzar, declare the interpretation thereof. For as much as, watch, he says, all the wise men of my kingdom, they can't do it. I don't, you know, he says, in a sense, I don't even know why I called them because they, they're not able. Uh, but listen, and, and so he, he, he knows that. But here's what I want you to get. Worldly wise men cannot interpret or understand revelation divine revelation they can't do it the ungodly or the unsaved they cannot interpret scripture it's impossible they're helpless when it comes to knowing what the word of god is saying and 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 notice that word this is the importance of every word in scripture look in verse 18 again notice it says that as all the wise men of my kingdom are what's the next little bitty three-letter word not. That word not literally means never. In other words, uh, listen, uh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar said, my wise men will never be able to interpret this dream. And, and folks, it's the same way with Scripture. Lost people, uh, 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 people that are, are not saved, listen, they will never be able to interpret divine revelation. Never. In fact, 1 Corinthians 2.14. Turn over there. I'll give you a verse of Scripture. People in our day who are not saved cannot and never will be able to interpret Scripture. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural man, look what it says, receiveth not. Huh. 
There's that word again. Receiveth not, never, the things of the Spirit of God, for, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are what? Spiritually discerned. Now watch this. This is important. By the way, you, you want to know why we have so many Bible versions today or translations? Because the natural man is trying to understand divine revelation. They can't do it. They're trying to give divine revelation to people that are spiritually discerned. But the Bible says, on the authority of God's word, that what? That they are, they, they receiveth not, never, the things of, of the Spirit of God. They'll never understand it. If you go back to the Lord's day, the scribes and the Pharisee of Jesus' day, listen, these were highly trained individuals. Same in, if, I mean, you go back in the Old Testament, same there. Yet they watch, yet they missed the whole message of, of, of the New Testament. When the Lord Jesus Christ, they missed the whole thing. It was like one of them things. You, you ever, have you ever told somebody something and you just by looking at them, you know that they didn't get it? I mean, it would be like you trying to explain uh, geometry to me. You know, I'm just going to stand there and stare at you. Because you know what? I'm not going to get it. The scribes and the Pharisees are the same way. They missed the central... They completely failed... Watch this. They completely failed to recognize the promised Messiah... He's standing right in front of them. And he says, I'm the Messiah. I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. He preached. He taught. He gave parables. And you know what happened? They went right over their head. And he, these are highly intelligent people, trained. But they missed it. In fact, they, if you go back to John 5, 37 through 39, they, they didn't believe Jesus because they didn't truly believe Moses. Uh, they didn't accept the things of the Spirit of God because the, it, it, it was foolishness to them. Uh, but, and the reason being is they didn't belong to God. And, and because they weren't saved, they couldn't understand them. And so we see that these scribes and these Pharisees, like everyone else who rejects God, watch, they lived in the realm of the natural man. And that's what that means. They were, uh, they were spiritually dead. They had no means. In other words, they had the Holy Spirit of God did not live in them. Neither did they have the desire to understand the spiritual nature of God's Word. Um, and let me say this. Listen, the spiritual is always in opposition to the natural. Okay, did y'all get that? The spiritual is always in opposition to the natural. The natural man says, oh, you know what? I can do this over here and I'll be okay. My, the spiritual man will survive. No, he will not. Come on. Listen, if we want to, you, you got to live either in the natural world or the spiritual world. You can't have it both ways. God says you're either for me or you're against me. Listen, we, we got to be careful. God's word is spiritually or, uh, let me get read this. God's word is spiritually evaluated. It's spiritually discerned, spiritually understood, and the natural man is dead. If there was a casket up here and there was uh, somebody laying in it, and we were having a funeral for them, and I don't mean this ugly, but just, I mean we we're having a funeral for them, and you go up there and talk to them and say. You know what? Uh, I was trying to tell you something the other day. Or guess guess how much they're going to understand what you're saying? Zero. You can talk to them all day. You know, used to when you they they would bring folks up to the church the night before the service, and somebody had to spend the night with them. I mean, I've, I've been, but somebody else was there. And I'm telling you, I've heard people talking to them. And you know what? They never did say a word back. You know why? They're dead. Do you know sometimes when I preach, I can look out and, and watch the faces of people. And you know what I see? Dead people. And I mean that spiritually dead. Because they received not the things of Almighty God. 
You know, we're seeing right here where these worldly wise men, they just didn't get it. And we live in a world today where there's a lot of people sitting in churches just like this, churches of all kinds, and you know what? People just don't get it. It goes right over their head. That's, but the desire is Nebuchadnezzar wanted to know. So guess who he calls to tell him? Somebody that is spiritually alive. The dead people couldn't tell him. And Nebuchadnezzar said, all my wise men, they're not able. But Belteshazzar, Daniel, he's watching. You know what? Keep reading. He says, thou art able. He said, Daniel, I know. You know why he's able? Because he said, the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. Listen, if you're saved, born again, child of God, it's not the spirit of the holy gods, little G, that's in us. It's the spirit of almighty God that lives in us, and he is alive and well today, and I'm thankful he lives in each and every born again, child of God. Amen. Notice what takes place. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, he calls Daniel in to ask for this interpretation, and, and Daniel does this, but, but the king is about to get more than he expects. The dream was one of reproach and disgrace for the king. And, but Daniel, and we're going to get into a little more of this later on, but Daniel's going to give him some spiritual advice. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. You know, all Nebuchadnezzar wanted was the practical, the practical part of this. And Daniel's saying, listen, uh, Belteshazzar, just tell me what this means and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? There's something in Daniel that wouldn't allow him to stop with just the practical. Daniel says, listen, king, I'm going to tell you something. But, you you know, he's basically going to say, you're gonna, there's more that follows. I don't know how many times I have counseled with people and I've said, listen, this is what I'll help you with. But listen, but, but in, in, in the midst of this is I'm going to give you some spiritual application. And if you're not willing to follow the spiritual things that I'm going to give you, then it will do me no good to give you just the practical. And I've had couples and families come two or three times and then they're done. You know why? They don't want that. They don't want that part. You know, it's like uh, uh, that, like the problem. You know, uh, uh, scripture solve our problems, but save our pigs. You remember? You remember all the 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 the, the mania or the demon possessed guy, and the Lord cast him into all the pigs, and then they got mad at him. God, the Lord saved, solved their problem, but they said, "Man, why'd you kill our pigs for?" See, that's what people want today. Solve my problems, but don't, don't bother my pigs. Amen. So we see Daniel comes in and he, uh, he, he gives the interpretation or, or, the Daniel, or Nebuchadnezzar gives the, Daniel the, uh, the dream and notice what it happens. Daniel stands there in verse 19. He is silent for an hour. Now think about this. Here's Daniel standing in front of a king and he stands there just astonished, the scripture says, and doesn't say a word for an hour. Now, what if we started service at 7, 7 o'clock and I came up here at 7.20 and I just stood here? And I looked at you and you looked at me just like you're looking now for an hour. You'd be thinking, what's up with him? But notice, uh, notice what happened. The king didn't interrupt him for an hour. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar allowed Daniel to stand in front of him silent for an hour. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, <clears throat> I don't know how that happened, but... Uh, I'm telling you, it, it to me that just that was that was a spoke louder than any word Daniel can, could have said. Daniel is real. I mean, uh, for an hour, and at the end of the hour, notice what the king tells him. He says, and I'll just paraphrase: King, don't let the dream trouble you, and he says, don't let the interpretation trouble you. And Daniel answers and says, and and, and I'll just paraphrase. He said that King. Uh, <clears throat> 
you know, I got some bad news for you. Yeah. Daniel is experiencing here, I think, what every true-hearted and sincere preacher or pastor of the Word of God experiences. Because there's times when when God puts a happy, encouraging message on, on a preacher's heart. And those are fun. I like preaching on heaven. I like preaching on the promises of God. I like preaching on how God blesses and and how we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And man, I, I, I like preaching on grace. And, and I like preaching on God's mercy. And man, that is fun. I mean, that is awesome. And we can all get into that. And everybody gets happy. And we're all saying amen. But sometimes God places a different message on a preacher's heart. Uh, and there's times when a preacher has to deal with sin in the lives of people. There's times when that preacher has to kind of, you know, as a preacher says sometime, he has to shear the sheep. I mean, uh, and when God says that, listen, I'm telling you, it weighs heavy on a preacher's heart. And that's why sometimes... If you read about the Old Testament prophets, that's why these Old Testament prophets called their message the burden of the word of the Lord uh, because it's difficult. Now here's Daniel. And he and Nebuchadnezzar tells him the dream. He's silent for an hour. And I think he's silent because he knows the message isn't going to be what Nebuchadnezzar wants to hear. And But now here's the question. Is Daniel going to water down the message because it's unpleasant? Is he going to water down the message or tone it down because it's going to be offensive? Is he going to worry about it because the king standing in front of him has the power to cut his head off? I mean, uh, the question is, Daniel, what are you going to do? And you know, and I got to thinking about that, and I thought, there's, a, there's way too much of that going on in, in churches today. Preachers don't preach the truth anymore. They preach opinions. They preach their own philosophy. And they throw in a verse of Scripture every once in a while, and, and they stand in, in, in pulpits, and they, they make everybody feel good. And just to make it sound scriptural and holy, they say, in Jesus' name, I believe preachers today fear the will of the people more than they fear God. They're more interested in making uh, members so-and-so happy rather than pleasing the, the God of this book. And and this is, I put this in next week too, but I'll throw it in here. I wonder how many of these churches that have uh, thousands of people that come on a regular basis, I wonder how how long their congregations would stay that large if they were to preach the truth of the Word of God. Yeah. Now there's some good churches around that preach the word of God. And there's people that come and I think people are looking for that. They they just looking for somebody to be real. Somebody that'll be truthful and honest. And and I was telling somebody just the other day and uh, out visiting, I said, "Listen, I I don't know. I'm not the smartest guy in in, in in the pulpit. I'm not the sharpest tool in the box, but I'm I'm letting you know that if if I if I'm standing in a pulpit or if I'm sta- where I'm standing out there or not, I'm going to try to do my best to tell you the truth. Amen. And if you ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you I don't know the answer. But if you'll give me a, uh, some time, I'll go back and I'll pray and ask the Holy Spirit of God to help me and I'll get in the Word of God and listen and I'll find out the truth. Amen. But I'm going to tell you the truth, thus saith the Lord. When it comes to the Word of God, my opinion does not count. And, and there's far too many today that are, that are doing just that. And, and watch, and the result, think about it, the result of preachers doing that is that multitudes of people will never be brought face to face to the fact that they are lost without Christ. They'll never be face to face with their sinfulness and, and with the things that they're doing, the wrong things in their heart. And listen, uh, and their need for the Lord Jesus Christ and having a right relationship with Him. They'll never be brought face to face with that simply because the people standing in this place will not tell them the truth. 
Amen. But you don't have to be mean about it. But you do have to be truthful. And here's Daniel. He's not that kind of preacher. You see, um, if you look in the last part of verse 19, uh, this is a really, I'll, you go back and read it. It's, this is a nice way of telling Nebuchadnezzar that it's bad news for him. And Daniel's going to tell him the truth. Uh, can I tell you, folks, that, that's exactly what we need to do? Tell the truth. Notice what he says in verse 20 and 21. He tells the identity of the tree. He gives a description of it. And, Dan, and there's a lot of critics of Daniel right here in this place, and they give him a hard time because he doesn't repeat the dream verbatim. Uh, but Daniel, in a sense, he's paraphrasing. If you go back and read verse 22, uh, Daniel is telling him what's going on, and, he, and he's rehearsing or retelling the, the, the dream to Nebuchadnezzar. But notice in, in, in the next thing we find, he reveals this, and he, he reveals the identity. And, and, and let me read verse 22. Go back and, and look at that. He says, look in verse 22 right here. He says, it's thou, O king. And now, you can't get much plainer than that. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar says, okay, give me the interpretation of it. And Daniel looks at him, and he says, it's you. It's, it's you. We're talking about you. Listen, we don't want to hear that these days, amen? We don't want somebody standing up here. You know, I'm, an, I'm a full-grown man. I don't want anybody up here pointing their finger at me and telling me that, man, I'm a sinner. But here's Daniel. He's, he, he tells the king, it's you, king. And what follows here, it, it sounds like it's flattery, but it is not. Okay, now watch this. He says, it's thou, O king, that art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown and reacheth unto the heaven. Listen, you read all that and you think, you think, well, Daniel's trying to soften the blow a little bit. No, he's not. He, he's, he's telling the truth. He, he's telling Nebuchadnezzar exactly what's going on. Uh, let's watch this. Nebuchadnezzar had conquered many nations. Amen. He was a powerful king. In fact, he, he's well known now. I mean, even today, he's known as a great king, and Babylon was known as a nation who ruled all others. But then you come to verse 23 and verse 24. It says, Whereas the king saw the, uh, a watcher and an holy one coming down from heaven and saying, Hew the tree down, destroy it, yet leave the stump, and we'll leave off there. But when Daniel speaks, he's careful uh, as he deals with this dream. He, he's wanting to get it right. And, and, and folks, listen, you and I ought to be the same way uh, when, and, and be careful how we handle the Word of God. Amen. We cannot have, Daniel is careful here as how he's uh, uh, interpreting this dream and how he's giving it back to Nebuchadnezzar. And he's giving it back to him just like Nebuchadnezzar gave it to him. And that's exactly the way we ought to handle the Word of God. Listen, when we, whether we're teaching, whether we're preaching, or whether we're just talking about the Word of God in everyday conversation, we need to make sure that we stay in the context of what we're talking about. Or, excuse me, what the Bible is talking about. Uh, we, we, can't, we can't take it out of context. Listen, I've talked to a lot of people, and, and you can make Scripture say about whatever you want it to say and take it out of context. But if you leave it in context, listen, it'll always go together. And it always bring honor and glory of God. That's why I pray and I say we must rightly divide the word of truth or keep it in context. So Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar in verse 22, you go back, he says, King, it's you. And this plainness reminds us, if you go back, you remember Nathan, we talked a little bit about this last week, about how Nathan condemned David over in 2 Samuel chapter 12. You remember when uh, Nathan was talking to David about the, uh, the sheep and a man going to get a, you know, had a whole bunch of sheep and instead of using one of his, he went and got a guy that only had one. And, and then he looked at David and he said, David, it's you, King David. It's you the, you're the one that did this. And that's exactly what uh, uh, Daniel is telling to Nebuchadnezzar. And folks, it's not easy to call out or point out sin in people's lives. Sometimes we... If we're not careful, we sit out there and we think, man, he, that's easy for you to say. No, it's not. Have you ever... Uh, it's like disciplining your kids. Listen, I've, I, I've spanked my kids. 
You know, I mean, sometimes it sounds like I just that's all I ever did. But no, there were times when it, when what they did required discipline. And I didn't go in there thinking, "Oh man, I get to I get to give my children a spanking." Praise man, I had got to give them a whooping in like two months. Man, I sure. Now wait a minute, it breaks my heart as a parent, just like it it it, it hurt you when it came time for you to discipline your children. And it's the same thing when God calls a pastor who loves his people, and, and he says, "Listen," he said, "You need to." You need to talk to them about the sin in their life. You need to uh, bring them face to face with that. Listen, that is never an easy thing to do. And here is Daniel doing the same thing with Nebuchadnezzar. You see, folks, if we are not plain, we compromise and, and, and the message. And watch, and the mark of a faithful servant is just to be plain. You know, just to be real. Just to be truthful. Plainness, let me read it. Plainness may not impress the intellectual, and it doesn't. But without plainness, we water down the message. And a watered down message is one of little value. This book, listen, what? This book, I've got one in my hand. You've got one in your hand. It's a holy book. Amen? It's from God himself. Amen? Amen? It's God speaking to you and me. Amen. Amen? Think about it. It's not like anyone else talking. It's not me doing the talking. I didn't say this stuff. This has been penned under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, and what God says is authoritative. Yep. It's final. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. And it's more important than what anybody else says. And there's a lot of people today that are standing in pulpits that are just, you know, what they say is more important than what God says. And so they, they think, you say, how do you know that? Because they don't say what God said. So here's Daniel. Um, he's about to tell Nebuchadnezzar what God says. Look in verse 25. Um, it says that they shall drive thee from men and, and thy dwelling shall be with beasts of the field and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen they shall, uh, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven and seven times shall pass over thee till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth uh, it to whomsoever he will. Nebuchadnezzar is about to lose his power of reasoning. In other words, he's going to go crazy. Literally. Uh, look what it says. It says, They shall drive thee from men. Now, it doesn't say who's going to do it, uh, but it says that it's going to be done. Uh, and Dan Daniel is literally telling Nebuchadnezzar that you're going to become a maniac. That's, exact, that's literally what that means. Now, how would you feel if somebody came to you and said, This time next week, you're going to be completely out of your mind. You're going to be crazy. You're going to walk around and eat grass like a cow. You, you, in fact, you, people are going to think you're so crazy, they're going to run you out. You're not even going to get to stay in your house. I would think, man, you're out of your mind. Do you know who you're talking to? I, I can see, I can almost see Nebuchadnezzar thinking, hey, have you forgotten your place? Do, do you, have you forgotten you're talking to me? I'm the king. But Nebuchadnezzar doesn't do any of this. If you remember the demon-possessed guy back in Luke chapter 8, I mean, he was, the Bible called him a maniac. The Bible says that he neither abode in any house but was driven of the devil into the wilderness. You know, here's Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, God's going to get his attention. And the Bible says he's going to eat grass like an ox. Nebuchadnezzar is no longer going to be eating the food of kings. But his diet's going to change in a way that he'd never thought possible. His bed is going to be the ground. 
His ceiling is going to be the stars. And he's going to have no protection from the elements. And he'll be completely out of his mind. Why, that, that's a pretty big change. And notice how long. Till seven times shall pass over thee. And I really think God's telling him, this is, going to, this is how long it's going to take because you're a prideful individual. Man, I'm telling you, pride will get you in a lot of trouble. Pride cometh before destruction and a haughty, uh, before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Nebuchadnezzar's on the receiving end. I mean, that word times, it, it doesn't, it's not talking about just a few nights. I mean, this is talking about literally years. Um, listen, and I got to quit. If, if we're not careful and we don't walk in the direction God wants us to walk and do the things God wants us to do the way he wants us to do them, um, God will get your attention. You say, how will he do it? Well, I don't know, but he made Nebuchadnezzar go crazy. I mean, uh, I, I've talked to a lot of people who, man, come to the bottom. I mean, there's an old saying that says, he was lower than a snake's belly in a wagon rut. That's pretty low. Yeah. But there's another saying that goes like this. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. And sin will cost you more than you want to pay. Yeah. But the, the question is, are you listening to God? You know, Nebuchadnezzar had a chance to do that before he ever got to this place. But God's had to bring him here to get his attention. And now, he's about to live like an animal. You know, I don't know about you, but I want to be uh, receptive to the Holy Spirit of God in, in my heart. I, and anything that gets in there, I, I want it out. When, when we were working on our house, and we hadn't moved in yet, um, we were, I was moving a, 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 a drop cloth out in the garage and we didn't have garage doors in it yet. And I went and, and Sherry was standing over here and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm moving something out off of this deal. And when I pulled that, tar that uh, drop cloth up, a little old mouse about that long took off and it scurried across the floor and ran right across her feet. And I'm in the house, and I and I heard her squeal. And I listen. Thirty-seven years of marriage, I've never heard her yell like that. And I thought, man, something is wrong. And I ran out in the garage, and I said, "What's the matter?" And she's standing off over there on the corner in the step, and she goes, "There was a mouse over there." <laughs> And I thought, man, I'm telling you, listen, you know what happened? I'll tell you, that thing got her attention, something like that. Well, I'm here to let you know that God will get your attention. And you may not even have time to squeal. In fact, it may come to the place where you're like Daniel and you stand silent for an hour and say nothing. So can I ask you something again? Are you listening to God? Um, if you're not, I challenge you. Better start listening. Say, so when shall we start? Yesterday? Yeah, yep, yesterday. But please, please, it's my heart's desire that every church member of this church, every person that, that comes in here, listen, that they have a walk with God and that they have a right relationship with him. I'm not here trying to just fill time. I'm here trying to help you. And I'm here trying to say, hey, this is real. It's real. And Jesus is coming back. So live for him while you have the opportunity. Because the day is going to come when you won't be able to live for him. Because we'll be changed in the moment, the twinkling of an eye. And all that will be over. Today's the day. Now is the accepted time. Father, help us. God, I pray that, Lord, as we just stop for a minute and, Lord, just kind of contemplate, meditate, Lord, on what we've talked about. God, Nebuchadnezzar's in a bad place, and 
Lord, you're about to really get his attention. And Lord, it's going to take him some years because of pride to really come to the place where he realizes what's going on. God, I pray that you'd help us not to do that. Help us, Lord, that if there's something in our life that needs to get out, Lord, help us to come today. Lord, help us to come and, and get that right this evening, Lord. God, so that when we pillow our head tonight, that we can pillow our head knowing that we have a right relationship with you. So God, please help us and strengthen us. Give this invitation because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed, and the Lord's speaking to your heart, you come.